Welcome to the Recover Me podcast with Warren Willey, doctor of osteopathic medicine, a best-selling author, and leading expert on holistic, healthy living. Warren is your guide to living a naturally healthier, happier life. So much of Western medicine, popular diets, and fitness fads put a bandage over health problems, addressing symptoms and not causes, offering short-term results at the expense of long-term health. That's why Warren is a man on a mission, to question the status quo and uncover holistic health solutions you can use in your life, starting right now. Now to get us started today, here's Warren. Well, hello. Welcome to another installment of the Recover Me podcast. Recover Me, if you recall, is the medicine that meets you where you are. We can't change your stressors, but we can help your body and mind deal with it better. The purpose of today's podcast, kind of fun. I'm excited to have a real good friend. I've been working with him for, what, five, six years now, Shane? I mean, maybe longer. Probably longer to him because I'm kind of a pain. But working (laughs) with my good friend, today we're going to talk about the difference between a DO which is a doctor of osteopathic medicine and an MD, a medical doctor, osteopath and allopath. The reason we're bringing this up is the couple of the podcasts and a couple of the recent articles I've written for rather large magazines, people have sent in emails and questions and say, hey, what's a DO? And so we thought it would be a good idea to just do a short little podcast about the difference because both have very unique and special talents at one direction, the other direction, they look almost identical. And there's a great likelihood that people listening have seen an MD and or a DO and didn't know which one they were seeing. So we want to spend a few minutes on it. And, and what the, the reason Shane is with us today, and I'll introduce him officially here in just a second, is he is the head of an osteopathic internal medicine residency program in a a town called Blackfoot, Idaho, Bingham Memorial Hospital. He is involved in training osteopathic doctors, internal medicine ones uh, in particular. And there's been a recent shift in medical training as far as the postgraduate education. So uh, a, a doctor, MD or DO, usually has at least three or four years of undergraduate school Uh, getting their Bachelor of Science or Bachelors of Arts, usually in scientific fields. doesn't always have to be, though. Then they get accepted into osteopathic school or allopathic school, which is a four-year program. And then they go into their specialty training from there. So uh, internal medicine residency right now, for example, is 36 months, as is family practice. Uh, Obstetrics and gynecology is four years all the way up to eight to 10 years if you get into uh, cardiothoracic surgery or neurosurgery. So the postgraduate training time frame is based on whatever specialty the MD or DO chooses. Now that's where the big changes are occurring out there in medical education is the residencies used to be quite distinct. So we'd have, uh, you go to your undergrad school and you'd go to a DO school. And then you'd go to a DO residency and then you go out and practice. And again, you've probably been to a DO and didn't even know it. A lot of people don't differentiate the two past the training. MD, same thing, undergraduate school, graduate medical education, or excuse me, uh, medical school. And then they go into graduate medical education, which is the residency, usually an allopathic residency. Well, as of, is it next year, Shane? Uh, 2020, the uh, allopathic and osteopathic residencies combined. 
they combine. And so I wanted Shane to come on and tell us about that for one. And two, I want to talk to, because we have a lot of doctors that are listening that probably don't know that. Uh, I know a few medical students are listening because I required them to. They are my medical students. Um, so it might be interesting for them to hear. It's also, I think, an interesting topic because people don't know the difference. And there are some unique differences, uh, but at the same time, very, very lot of similarities. Our overall goal, both MD and DO, is what's the best outcome for the patient? And the whole Recover Me philosophy is, as, as people who have listened to the podcasts and, and, and some of the books and the websites and stuff now know that our goal is to optimize your health so you can survive in this world. Whatever the world throws at you, your body can handle it, your mind can handle it, and you go forward with it. So I'm going to start by coming right out of one of my old books, What's Your Doctor Look Like Naked? And I wrote it, chapter two in this book, I wrote this in the 90s, uh, was just that, what is a doctor of osteopathic medicine? And so I'm just going to read some of the text here so people know how they're alike. Um, applicants to both DO and MD colleges typically have four-year undergraduate degrees with emphasis on scientific courses, as I shared. Both DOs and MDs compete or complete four years of basic medical education, and afterwards they go into their subspecialty training. Both DOs and MDs must pass comparable state licensing examinations. They're fully accredited and licensed to practice in all 50 states. DOs comprise a separate yet equal branch of American medical care, and together DOs and MDs enhance the state of care available in America. The difference between the two is DOs have some extra training in the musculoskeletal system. Uh, and that's kind of a, a whole person approach, if you will. And not to saying the allopaths and the MDs aren't trained to think of head to toe, but it's definitely a little more, here's your renal system, here's your cardiovascular system, here's your nervous system, here's your bones. Whereas the osteopaths are kind of said, hey, this is the person they're made up of those components. And so the musculoskeletal training incorporates the interconnectedness of nerves, muscles, bones that make up two thirds of the total body mass and how that mass affects other aspects of health and disease states. Osteopaths are also trained in what we call OMT, osteopathic manipulative therapy. And what that is, that is a form of manipulating the musculoskeletal system to increase blood flow to certain areas of the body, be it the back, the arms, the legs, the head, the cranium, trying to increase blood flow. There's a, there's a statement in osteopathic medicine made by the founder, A.T. Still, that says the rule of the artery is supreme. And what he basically means by that is to get something to heal, to get something to function well, to get something to survive and live optimally, it needs a blood supply. And musculoskeletal and hindrance on that, be it from a swelling, be it from compression, be it from positioning, uh, be it from weakness, changes blood flow and therefore changes the outcome of the person, how good their quality of life is and whatnot. So all DOs are trained in OMT. Not too many actually practice it out there. And we'll talk about that in a minute here with Shane. So there's the basic differences. Now I want to get into the graduate medical education, because I think this will really help people understand this. So please allow me to introduce 
my good friend Shane Robinson. Again, he's in Blackfoot, Idaho. I won't hand out his phone number or email unless he tells me I can. But Shane is the head of the internal medicine residency program there. Uh, that's been going on rather new. How many years, Shane? Uh, we've graduated two classes now. So we started to seed our first class in 2013. Um, Excellent. Yeah. And ours is, a, as you mentioned, a three-year um, residency program specializing in internal medicine. Awesome. And of those graduates, I know uh, one went into rheumatology. Um, Correct. And the others have, are they doing general internal medicine or hospitalists, if I recall? Uh, yeah. Yeah, both. Um, general yes. internal medicine and uh, hospitalist work. Um, some have moved to larger cities, mostly in the greater Utah, Salt Lake area. Um, some have moved to uh, rural communities in southeast Idaho. Oh, isn't that nice? Yeah, fellowship uh, also there. There's some other residents that have some interest to further their uh, education with the fellowship, um, rheumatology being one of those that seem to pique some interest or critical care. Excellent. And so people know, just so they really understand medical training, so after the three-year um, internal medicine residency program, then they choose to go into their subspecialty or fellowships. Rheumatology, for example, I believe is another three years or is it two years? Two years. Two years. Uh, um, cardiology is three years, I believe. So after the, all of those specialists, so your nephrologist, your cardiologist, your uh, um, gastroenterologist, yeah, your GI guys, all those go into, they all have the three-year internal medicine residency behind them, and then they go into their subspecialty from there. Uh, one thing Shane hit on, which I really love, especially being in small rural southeast Idaho, is our, this residency program was able to provide a community with a very well-trained doctor because of this program, and that is huge. Idaho has one of the worst physician-to-patient ratios in the country. We need docs to come out here and stay here. Uh, and this program offers that. Um, so that being said, Shane, give us a, a brief review. And I don't want to, I don't think we have to go too much into what the way it used to be. Let's go forward and say, what does it mean to medical students, current doctors out there, and most importantly, the general public with the combination of residencies, DO and MD coming together? Yeah, well, as you mentioned before, um, uh, most of the public uh, would not understand or even recognize the difference between an MD doctor or a DO doctor. Um, and there was uh, historically um, those separate residencies, right? Osteopathic and allopathic uh, residencies. Um, there was a concerted effort in 2013-14, I believe, to look at expanding residencies uh, bringing all residencies maybe under one umbrella. Um, and so there began to be a merger about five years ago and asking all residencies, allopathic and osteopathic residencies, to um, come under one, one banner. Um, and so uh, many of the DO residencies in the, in the United States have began to, um, to move that direction uh, under ACGME. And I wish I could pull that up because we use it so freely. What is ACGME? But basically that is, um, you know, better than 70% of all residencies are certified by the um, ACGME in the United States. The other 30-ish percent were osteopathic residencies. Um, 
So it's a combination of training. I think that that um, is good. I think it's good for the public. Um, again, you don't know too much of the difference between an MD or DO. Osteopathic residencies that were just osteopathic were only recruiting DO doctors. Um, what that affords um, residencies like ours in Southeast Idaho, it really opens the playbook up to MD or allopathic candidates. Um, and so we can really take uh, the best of the best. That has increased our applicant pool by fourfold. Wow. Um, and uh, we're able to look at um, who, who we would like to have um, training in our program. That is a fourfold increase. I didn't realize it was so much. Wow. Pretty, pretty close. Um, yeah. Yeah. What's the number, uh, and forgive me for asking this question without warning you, but what is the number of DO schools compared to MD schools in the country? Do you know that off the top of your head? Um, I don't, if I were making a guess, I think at one time there were about 25 to 30, uh, DO medical schools in the United States. There's been a slight increase over the last probably 10 years with um, a few osteopathic medical schools uh, jumping up. In fact, um, um, the Idaho College of Osteopathic Medicine uh, just opened up in Idaho, our first uh, medical school in Idaho. It's an osteopathic school. So uh, right around that number. Uh, for allopathic, um, it's been kind of the traditional arm of medicine. There are the the ones that you would think of, the Dukes and Stanford Medical and um, Mayo Clinic, Harvard, uh, you know, you name it. Um, those have been uh, more the traditional academic um, medical schools um, uh, from the allopathic or MD side. I, I couldn't even venture a guess to say how many, uh, probably in the hundreds, medical I've schools in the U.S., I'm recalling, and this was late 80s, early 90s, there was roughly, I want to say 125 allopathic schools, because I know for a fact there was only 14 osteopathic schools when I applied. Um, and I know that number's doubled, if not gone up by 1.5 over the last few years. Becoming Absolutely. More Absolutely. and more popular. In the residency programs prior to the combination, um, what was the difference in, let's say, like hospital training? An osteopath went to osteopathic internal medicine and an allopath went to allopathic internal medicine. Uh, is there much difference between their training for your standard recognized disease states, high cholesterol, high blood pressure, um, cardiac disease, cancer, all those pretty similar? I, I would say, again, I don't know that you would know the difference between a DO um, medical student um, and or resident um, or, a, or an osteopathic. In fact, our residency director is an MD, uh, right. MD trained. And so, um, so really it's, a, again, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know. Um, as you pointed out before, um, the osteopathic emphasis, so they may have a, another set of tools that they might be able to implement um, in hospitalist medicine, if you will. So, uh, you know, maybe there would be a slightly different approach uh, for someone with pneumonia. Um, it wouldn't mean a change in uh, the, the pneumonia protocols per se. Those, those are fairly straightforward. Um, but are there other muscle skeletal types of um, things that could be uh, rib raises come to mind, right? And, and an osteopath 
may uh, try to promote blood flow, try to promote um, the body's own healing um, to help promote the healing of the whole patient um, there, in addition to uh, traditional Western medicine as we would see it. I like that. And if I can go a little deeper with that, just for clarification. So your standard treatments you're talking about would be like antibiotics, uh, help with breathing, so oxygen, um, steroids to help with inflammation, uh, and just generally making sure the rest of the system is doing well without getting terribly sick. An osteopath would do the identical thing, but he may, he or she may come in and do some rib raising just to open the lungs up some more or increase lymphatic flow with some pedal pumping, which means while the patient's laying in their hospital bed, the physician would grab their toes and just slowly rock them, just trying, because they're not moving much when they have pneumonia in the hospital. And your lymphatic system, which is your clearance system, doesn't get much movement if the muscles aren't contracting. So simple little things like Shane mentioned, rib raising, pedal pumping, help increase that. And again, back to the whole patient, hopefully will help their own system stimulate an immune response. And alongside the antibiotics and steroids and oxygen and all the traditional treatments, improve their outcome. Correct. No, oh, very good. So with with the combination of the two residency programs now being one, um, what does that mean for something like that? Is that something that if I was hospitalized uh, next week for pneumonia and I had a DO came in that goes through our program here, okay, it probably shouldn't be next week since it starts in 2020. Let's say 2025, I'm lucky enough to get pneumonia. Um, will that opportunity to be there. How is that training going to change if it is with this combination? Um, it, it might be. We're actually interviewing our first MD candidates um, as we speak. So uh, we're, we're gearing up to um, invite MDs uh, to participate in our traditional um, osteopathic residency. Um, what does that look like, for instance? I, that's a great question. Um, I think with the DO residents that we have now, I think that, uh, you know, as you mentioned, you know, they have another, um, they have a few more tools in the toolbox, so to speak. It will be interesting with the uh, MD candidates or residents that we begin to have in our program, um, how many of those would look at their osteopathic um, counterparts and say, boy, that that's kind of neat. Um, that could help me in my practice, teach me how to do, you know, X, Y, and Z. That might help with patient care, et cetera. So there would be probably a little bit of cross-training from uh, uh, resident colleague to resident colleague, whether they're osteopathic uh, uh, and so forth. And that really should be the emphasis of, of residency where uh, residents are learning from each other. Uh, you have good attending physicians. We have an attending that's a DO. We have an attending that's an MD. Um, so, you know, you get a little bit of, um, you get all of that uh, same medicine um, and, and then some with the DOs. I like that. I, I think, I, th I agree with you completely. I think it's very personalized. I know when I went to residency, I went to a, a traditional allopathic, very allopathic residency at the Mayo Clinic. And being the only DO there, I had a couple of my MD colleagues that were more fascinated and excited about osteopathic manipulative therapy than any DOs I went to school with. 
and I did. I got to teach them a lot of the techniques and, and whatnot. And, and, you know, honestly, and you know this, Shane, up until just the last few years, I incorporated OMT in almost everything I did. It just my practice has kind of changed a little with the recover me approach to thing. But I think the OMT and, and understanding how important the musculoskeletal system is as a component of your health, we don't think that much because we think, okay, my liver's important, my kidneys are important, my heart's important, my brain's important, uh, my sexual function's important, whatever thing you, you consider part of your health, we don't think about the musculoskeletal system being the biggest component of our bodies and how important that is in health and how manipulative therapy, how moving, how muscle contraction changes everything. I do. I have a podcast coming up here for those who like to listen to the Recover Me podcast about longevity. And it's just about what is the most, what is the number one thing you can do to stay alive and have a good quality of life the longest and maybe giving away what the whole thing's about, but it's about movement. It's about muscle mm -hmm. contraction. That is the secret to longevity. And I'll get into great detail on the science behind that. It's absolutely fascinating. And so incorporating the musculoskeletal system. All that being said, Shane, do you, I'm sure with our residency program, uh, we'll still have some cross training there, but what about when it, if doctors, if, if medical students, residents soon to be full blown, full fledged, hang their own shingle doctors out there want to learn OMT, is this going to inhibit or limit that ability? Um, I don't think so. In fact, uh, with this merger of, of there, there were uh, both camps, if you will, um, there was some conversation or some discussion uh, primarily from the osteopathic side. How do we, um, how do we uh, jump into how do we maintain our DO-ness um, and not lose that? Because uh, as you know, that uh, there is some great value. Many physicians went to DO or osteopathic school because uh, they like that, uh, the whole body uh, approach and the manipulation part of that as a modality that they use in their practice and, and subscribe to that philosophy. So with those merging together is trying to maintain some osteopathic um, identity as as they come together. Uh, the ACGME has recognized that. The um, osteopathic uh, on the ACGME board, uh, there are a couple of DO doctors that actually sit on the big board uh, to, um, again, lend voice <clears throat> to the uh, osteopathic world um, and then also programs um, can seek osteopathic recognition. So you could be We'll all be ACGME uh, certified by 2020, um, and those that uh, want to continue to kind of promote that modality can seek osteopathic recognition, which is a separate certification um, in and of itself. You would have uh, DO physician champions that would uh, have didactic um, or lecturing uh, that would go along with that. Uh, which would be open to the MD um, residents as well uh, right. to uh, kind of get caught up with their DO brethren um, and sisters uh, <laughs> if, if they wanted to uh, learn 
some of those things right alongside with their osteopathic counterparts. So um, there are many in the nation that are, um, that are moving that direction um, that have been either traditional um, uh, DO schools and or osteopathic schools that say, hey, we've got enough candidates. I think that there's some value in looking at osteopathic recognition. That, that is great. We have a mutual friend that went to an osteopathic residency out east. Um, if you know what I'm talking about there, I won't mention his name without his permission, but right he on. said his yeah. program is very, very, they're literally half and half, half MDs, half DOs. And one of the DO preceptors continues the manipulative training for all the residents, for both of them, MDs and DOs. Right. Really neat program. And, and I, the way I look at it, because I've talked to a couple of physicians around the country recently who learned about this and they're, they're a little afraid for the DOs or the DO is just going to get absorbed. Is this going to be the Borg and suck us up? And now we're all identical. And I don't think it will. Cause I still think the schooling has a more emphasis on the holistic approach versus the system approach. So osteopath versus allopath and they both have their place. And I think coming together after that training in residency is just going to make, the patient care better, in my opinion. And, and I want your opinion on that too, Shane. Do you th- see this with everything you've seen and being involved in this for a while? Patient care is what I really, I think all of us really have the most concern with. I feel personally patient care is going to be benefited by this combination. What's your opinion, being a, a director of a residency program? I would agree with you. I don't, I don't see where this could not help. Um, with uh, people uh, coming uh, together. Uh, and again, if our, maybe there are uh, components that we will begin to learn from uh, allopathic residents that begin to join our program. Um, do they have some other skills, some other uh, ways that they work through differential diagnosis from the allopathic side? Are there things that we can learn from them and vice versa? We've already touched on the manipulation side that osteopaths um, practice. Um, but what do the allopathics have to offer? And we're a little naive to that maybe from, from our side because we have not been, um, we've not had uh, allopathic MD residents in our program. So it'll be an interesting transition and I can only think that it will help um, with learning and will only help with patient care. Um, if it puts a few more, again, the proverbial tools in the toolbox, um, I can really only help um, uh, with patients. I think it also land, lends to some collaboration. Uh, MDs that may um, ask their DO uh, counterparts, hey, you know, I'm stuck with this. What, what would you think? What other alternatives would there be? And vice versa, maybe an osteopathic resident would say, Gal, in your training, what did you see with X, Y, and Z? And so I think it's more uh, education. This will just be beneficial. I think it's a win all the way around. Oh, I could not agree more. I'm so glad to hear you say that, especially at your level of where you're involved in this. That makes me excited. I know with personally, my best and part of the Recover Me medicine approach we've been really working on the last couple of years, I've partnered with a naturopath chiropractor to get his opinion on a lot of stuff. And it's amazing. His He comes from a completely different mindset and approach. And I know when we combine our forces together, oh my gosh, our patient outcomes are unbelievable. Yeah, I'm picturing the same thing with the allopaths and osteopaths in the future. Oh, this is great, Shane. I thank you so much for being part of this today. Um, 
everyone listening, thank you. Shane Robinson again from Blackfoot, Idaho. Uh, email me. I'll give you his number if you want to talk to him. But no, full of resources. So you medical students thinking of residency out there, check out the uh, Blackfoot, Idaho Internal Medicine Residency Program at Bingham Memorial Hospital. Just a spectacular little program with just amazing doctors uh, ahead of it and great administration as you just met. Uh, really a great program. It's just going to mushroom here with this combination. Oh, one thing I thought of through our last almost half hour talk in ACGME, that stands for what? Sorry, Is it American up, Council of Graduate Medication or American College? <laughs> Of graduate medical education, I think it's call. I think it's college. Actually, I think it is too. I think it's the American College of Graduate Medical Education. I it was is, sitting here thinking, boy, yeah. I screwed up another acronym. Better, better ask. <laughs> I I could have easily looked that up myself as well. It just becomes <laughs> ubiquitous. We use that, and um, it 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 is college. I'm almost positive because this was uh, everybody in their own specialty had their own. Uh, college uh, certification for all residencies, right? So the surgeons right. would certify the surgeons and the family medicine certify the family medicine. And so when they combine that group combined, I believe it was in the mid nineties, uh, late nineties to create the ACGME. It was bringing all of those um, to some common standards. So I believe it is, it is um, college, but uh, to your point, thank you, Dr. Willie. You're very kind. We, we do really appreciate your partnership with our residency. Um, you've been great to have residents and medical students over the number of years that we've uh, partnered together and uh, your insight and is very valuable. Um, I even learned quite a bit just hanging around you by osmosis. Well, I, I agree. I love hanging out with you and I love it. Students keep me on my toes, man. I tell you what, I love having students in residence. They, and all you docs out there, if you don't take students to residence, you're missing something. They will keep you thinking and, oh, better go look that up. <laughs> I love thank it. Thank you. Yes, thank you for yeah. the plug. We uh, <laughs> yes. need great attending docs because that's the continuum of education. Great yes. attending docs that teach the, uh, the young uh, generation coming up. Yes, absolutely, my friend. Well, again, thank you for joining us on the Recover Me podcast. Go to my website, drwilly.com backslash free to check out a bunch of stuff up there. We've got, we have some books coming up for free, some DVDs coming up for free, and just a lot of great information there. If you have questions, don't ever hesitate to email me or send me a voice, ma voice message over email at drwilly.com, D-R-W-I-L-L-E-Y.com. Uh, and check out backslash free any times and go back to that site often. We're going to be changing those free things up quite uh, regularly. So until next time, thank you for listening. Thank you again, Shane, and the best of health and wellness to everybody out there. Thank you for joining Warren on the Recover Me podcast with Warren Willie, your guide to living a naturally healthier, happier life. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, or wherever you find your best podcasts. To connect with Warren and the community, learn more about naturally healthy living, and claim a free resource to improve your health right away, visit drwilly.com. You'll find all of Dr. Willie's resources there, including best-selling books like Better Than Steroids, The Z Diet, What Does Your Doctor Look Like Naked?, and his latest book, Obtainable. Enjoy the body and energy you've always wanted, beyond diet and exercise. That's drwilly.com, D-R-W-I-L-L-E-Y.com. 
And until next time with Warren, get fit, be healthy, live life. <laughs>